Welcome to the 443rd consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy that's not even really sure about that count anymore. And joining me all the way across the city of Omaha, confused about the count, is my co-host, Matt. Let's see. You carry the three, and uh, I don't know math. <laughs> well, last week was 442. 442 yeah. plus one is 443. Okay, you lost me. <laughs> Two plus one is three. Okay. Did you ever see the math in Clue when they're discussing the bullets? That's me with everything in math. So let's just, let's all just settle down. <laughs> if Matt can't take his shoes off, he's not counting that high, folks. <laughs> Even then, that sounds like a lot of work. I'm way too lazy. So yeah, no, I'm not doing nothing. Matt. <laughs> we need to get your ass some side zip boots. Someday, they all said, I remember teachers always said, hey, when are you ever going to have a calculator in your pocket all the time? Well, now I fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> I have a machine that can make phone calls, answer my yeah. questions, automate shit around my house, like when the lights go on and off, and then also a calculator. I learned algebra for fucking nothing. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that necessarily, because that actually helps you problem solve in a way and to look at things differently. Oh, stop making sense. <laughs> I mean, like, I used to think geometry was completely fucking useless. Little did I know that my stoned ass would be interested in woodwork eventually and be, like, completely proven wrong that he should have learned yeah, how to geometry. Geometry I can at least see. That makes the, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's, that, I, mean, I never felt that angry about geometry. It was always fucking algebra, man. When you started putting letters in math, I started getting really fucking mad. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just spelling or math. Help me out, motherfuckers. Why is there letters over here? So, essentially, whenever you were told to find X, you would just draw an arrow to it and say, there it is. Yeah, I'd say, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, damn. I would have aced this fucking test. <laughs> Little did you know that you had undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> yeah, no, it was pretty well diagnosed by that point. <laughs> it was well documented, well diagnosed, and very, very much heavily medicated for. For many, many years, yes. That's why I was a it. fucking, I, I was a drained out fucking robot for a long, long time. So you're off the meds now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't be like this if I were on meds. <laughs> so the mat that everyone knows and loves is brought to you all natural from the chemicals that are produced in his own brain. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the court that comes to you live is altering the brain chemistry of his body to keep himself from being a rage monster all the time. <laughs> hey, we all do what we have to do to like, you know, live this world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody really is a hundred percent like mentally healthy. Like they think they might be. I think everybody's got a little bit of some issues that they probably are denying and trying to hide. And the ones that think they are the healthiest are probably repressing the most shit is my guess. Oh, yeah. I would agree completely. I mean, we live on a planet that is a never-ending charnel house and slaughter where the big fish are all eating the little fish and the little fish are trying to hide from the big fish and none of us can really stop. And then everything is filled with plastic and slowly but surely toxifying and dying. What else are we supposed to do? Well, geez, let's just do this fucking show if we're going to be this happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm very nihilistic these days, which is making me a lot happier. I don't blame you. Yeah. A, yeah. a lot happier because I I just, I gave, I gave up on pretty much anything ever really ever getting better. And I'm just going to keep doing what I do and living my life in the face of this loss of hope that I have for our future as a the human race. The, the world is, it, it, life is quite freeing when you give up. <laughs> this is how I felt in the eighties when we were, I've talked about it before, but like you and I grew up in the middle of the threat of nuclear war happening at any fucking minute. Like, and, yeah, I was, uh, and we watched Ronald probably, Reagan keep becoming really progressively a, more insane in, yeah. on our TV screens and wondering when he was just going to wake up from a night sweat and hit the button. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely like, fuck, and, and to have these memories still to this day must, must have been it was traumatizing, but really the highest point was when we were like five, six, seven years old, at least for me, is at its height when the Cold War really looked like it could turn and, you know, end the fucking world. Uh, and I just remember like people had fucking bomb shelters in their homes and shit. It's fucking wild. And now we're, we're, we're it's even even worse now than it was then. <laughs> right. We are starting to feel like basically somewhat at home. This is kind of where I grew up. I, I was raised in this kind of global paranoid fear trauma that we are all yeah. currently experiencing. Whether it's climate change, the threat of nuclear war, what's going on with world war possibly happening and breaking out, the genocide that's slowly unfolding in front of our eyes and no one we're, seems to really want to do anything we're, we're, about. I, I, I really hate to let everyone know, it's that break it out. We are we are already well within World War III. I mean, it's happening. Just because we're not currently at war with anyone doesn't mean that the world isn't at war. 
It's it's bad. They haven't just started, haven't entered the fray. It hasn't started like connecting together where like, you know, multiple countries are joining sides with each other, but it's getting really fucking close and terrifyingly. So yes. Yeah. 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 We're we're all gonna die. But anyway, let's get this review going. But I bought this Al Adamson box set and now we have to talk about it. <laughs> we gotta we gotta we gotta talk about this or else we're all in trouble. <laughs> all right. So your movie is Psycho a go go. Psycho a go go. Uh-huh. We have a psycho. Yeah. There is a and little we a go go. There's a little bit of go go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to state right off the bat that I use the title of this film a million times um in reference to other things as a kid without even knowing that this film existed. Just said psycho a go go all the time. Like because I thought it was hip and cool and funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're hip and we're cool. And now that I've seen a movie that it actually is called Psycho a Go Go, I regret nothing for using that term. <laughs> I regret nothing. Yeah. Um, it does deliver on its title. We have a psycho, we have some go go, but I don't think yeah. we see the psycho go a go go, do you? No, the psycho doesn't well, the psycho goes to a go go. Okay. Psycho goes to a go go, therefore psycho yeah. a go go. I am going to get yeah. off my high horse and uh Al Adamson has proven us wrong twice so far. You know, we were bitching right off the start uh, last week yeah. and then um I think both movies have proven us wrong. Uh the Carney trick is working on us. We are still yeah, having it, fun and enjoying it. He's getting us and it's uh it doesn't feel good. Yeah. I guess I'm a proud Al Adamson Rube. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, so for this week, uh, we have some rough characters who are robbers, uh, kidnappers, uh, extortionists. Uh, one of them's a fucking rapist and all that kind of mm-hmm. shit. Some generally just rough and tumble characters. So this week, I chose music from that era or about those rough and tumble type characters or kind of both. Up first is the Rumblers with the song Boss right after our Legion Patreon ad. This will keep you quiet. <laughs> Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me Cutting a New Show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. song sounds like it came out of this fucking movie i know it didn't <laughs> yeah right no shit <laughs> all right shit. let's get on talking about this movie man psycho a go-go uh the first 20 minutes here uh we open at a go-go club and there's some singing why the fuck not listen to some nice music it's our first clip oh wow now honey the band song Bye. 
just got to say, I am not mad at you at all. I would have done the exact same fucking thing. That was a great way to fucking open up this movie. Like immediately when that started and the way that it was all psychedelically lit and the go-go dancing going on in the background and the ladies doing the backup singing with that, I was thoroughly entertained. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Talk about production value. Yeah, right. I mean, it was good shit. Good singer. Good all that shit. I liked it. Yeah. He saw a decent nightclub performer and put them into a movie to have a tie-in for promotion back and forth. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Um, all right. So then we cut to the city. It's daytime. Everyone's just uh, going to their business. And these dudes walk into a building. Then they go down to the cellar and they put on, you know, masks and stuff like that. They go up and there's other dudes and they have these jewels. Well, the guys bust in, tie up the people, rob them, and they get out. And they get, you know, out of their get-ups. So they just have a suitcase and they look like normal guys. But the lady who they tied up is able to get her to the alarm and presses it. So then everyone's stuck in the building. Everything's corrupt. You know, they can't get out and they're running around. Anyway, one of the guys gets shot by a cop and that guy, then the cop is knocked out by one of the other assailants and the other assailants pick up the cop's gun and shoots the other guy dead. Then they throw the, they mean to throw the, the jewels in the suitcase. They mean to throw it to a lady waiting for him. But unfortunately, they throw it in the back of a pickup truck. Well, the guy in the pickup truck takes off and the lady follows him. The other guys, uh, they are able to escape on the other side of the building, get in a van, and then they leave. As the guy in the truck gets home, the bag falls out of the truck, and his daughter finds the bag and finds the necklace, and she's like, ooh, this is really nice. And the dude who's driving the truck, well, he gets home, and that's our next clip. Hello there. Maybe you don't realize it, but you're a little late. Well, maybe you don't realize this, but it's a wonder I'm not later than I am. Oh? No, really, you should have seen all the excitement when I was leaving the job today. Sirens and police cars came screaming up. I think there was a robbery in the building across the alley. Oh, really? Well, maybe they were seeing you off from work. <sighs> all right, wise guy. I'm late, but I'm home now. That's just about the most important event in your day. Where's Nancy? She's out here somewhere. Here she is. Yay! Hey, there's my birthday girl. Six years old today. Wow. Hi, baby. How are you, huh? Happy birthday. Did you bring me a present? A present? Now, what would I bring you it's a present birthday. for? It's my birthday. Well, now, in that case, I just happened to have brought one for you. Now, listen, you just sit right there. Don't move. There you go, baby. It's a doll. Thank you, Daddy. You're welcome, honey. Oh, honey, it's darling. It's a Christy Minstrel doll. Now, listen, you just take the key, which is in here somewhere. Here it is. You just take the key and you wind it up. Now, you just listen to this. Oh, boy, oh, goody, goody, goody. It sings. I'm going to call it Christy. All right now, young lady, if you're going to go with us tonight, you better go take your nap. Oh, do I have to? Right now. Come on, honey, I'll read a story. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Give me a kiss. What if we blew it, huh? We did what we could. Look, Ricky was supposed to be here a half an hour ago. Now look, we were supposed to go into that building and come out with half a million in jewels. We didn't do that, fellas. Oh, come off it, will you? Vito worked it out for us. We did what we could. The alarm made the difference. We had the junket. Even Curtis's friend Travis got killed for nothing. Where's Vito? He's not here. Come on, where's the stuff? I haven't got it. What? But we threw it to you. Look, you threw it in the back of a truck. Before I could get there, some guy jumps in and drives off. Well, why didn't you follow him? Joe, I did follow him, but I lost him. Lost? She lost. You know what you lost? You lost us half a million in jewels. That's what you lost us. Will you get off my back? I've got his license number. Oh, wonderful. You've got his plate. Will you shut up? You're making me sick. I'm going to like watching you tell Vito. I heard shooting over there. What happened? Travis? Yeah. Bad? He won't talk. <laughs> He's dead. Vito. Vito, we had to dump the stuff. The alarm went off. I allowed for that. Where's the glass? She's got a good story. Let her tell you. Wait a minute, Vito. They're the ones that threw the bag in the back of the truck. That street was jammed. There were cops all over the place. By the time I got across the street, some guy jumped in the truck and drove off. Look, I did the best I could. I, I did get his license number. I think she's got the glass. Vito, we got the guy's license number, so why don't we go get him, huh? I'll do the thinking around here. Piece by piece, I worked this out into a plan so simple that anybody could pull off. And all that come back to me now are a lot of lousy excuses. I'm sorry, Vito. Vito, what are you wasting your time for like this, Vito? She knows right where to lead us. 
You've got all the answers. Not me. Curtis, get my car. You're going with me. Nick, you stay here with her. Listen, Vic. If we get the stuff back, fine. But, Vito, I did the best I could. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Keep your eye on her, Nick. She's got a lot in her head I'd like to know about. All right, get out of here. Oh, thank God he's gone for a few minutes. We can have a little bit of peace. Peace? You tell me how there can be peace in this jungle. Just look at it. The dark, dark city. One of these days you're going to belong to me. You mean to... to us? What, you and me? Yeah. Could be. They wanted it bad enough. Hey. Hurt? Mm-hmm. Mm. Your hands are soft. That's good. Nick? How come you're not yelling at me like everybody else? Listen, you did what you could. We all did. Yeah, but you think we're going to get it all back? I hope so. We're due for a break. You want to know something really funny, Nick? Nick, you know, I really thought it was love. <laughs> you know what I found out? I found out I'm just a toy. I mean, that's all. The prince took him home to the palace, and from that time on, they all lived happily. Daddy! I found a treasure. All right, honey, you keep your treasure. But right now, it's time for you to take a nap. Good night. Good night, honey. Christy, I want you to guard my treasure, okay? Don't tell Mommy. And that is the end of the first 20 minutes. This definitely has a real edgy, gritty feel that a lot of the, like, Herschel Gordon Lewis roughies that we were watching was trying for, but didn't quite have the acting to accomplish. And yeah. I gotta, I gotta admit, like the acting in this, while they're not like a hundred percent professionals, is like your indie level actors that are actually doing a pretty decent job. And the ones that are really impressive are the criminals. They're equally bit menacing. And then when they're like alone together and tender, like we had there with that burgeoning couple that like just need to escape this gang and get out of the trouble they've gotten themselves into. That stuff was actually pretty captivating. And that whole like would be romance thing has a real film noir feel it too. And he's really well, this, mixing this together these elements a, film a lot. Noir feel well. to it. Yeah. Yeah. He's mixing all these elements really well together and kind of making a more modern gritty crime film with like a deep film noir root. But he also is just throwing all the color at it. Like everything is vibrant and brightly lit and like 60s pastel. And I can't not enjoy this. I'm, I can't not have a fun time with this time capsule of a movie. You know, like it perfectly encapsulates the kind of drive in garbage you'd be watching at this time that you're kind of feeling ripped off by, but you're still entertained by. So you get your money's worth. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. It's, I mean, this is so far still a very captivating movie. You, you don't know, you, you know, they're going to find the jewels. It, it, will the family be there? Yeah, it's just, it's going to be good stuff here. And it was or really, you think it's going to be. Yeah, it's really weird. Like they have doctors outfits that they use to do the robbery. Like they just basically dress like they're fucking surgeons from like head to toe and cover everything, which mm -hmm. was really interesting and neat. And I just kind of wonder why they went that route. And then my mind immediately goes to, they had that shit from another movie. He's just using those props here for the robbery just because. Like he Probably, just has yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you notice they immediately all take it off before they get shot so that they're not damaged so they're reusable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't lose these. We can still return them and get the money back. Or we'll reuse them for the next movie we're filming in two days. Yeah, right. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's it's definitely captivated me. It's got my interest. And yeah, they're cheap. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people getting shot and grabbing their eye and then blood appearing on the next frame later you know there's a lot of that kind of stuff where like the effects aren't there and it's being made on the cheap absolutely but mm -hmm. the thing is you don't notice that shit until later because you're just enjoying it and then then you notice it like whenever the edit happens you know yeah <laughs> like if they wouldn't have done the edit to jump into the blood i wouldn't have been concerned about it i would have just seen the guy grab his eye and then you know fall down 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really looking for that kind of stuff because I'm trying to do this sort of thing with a critical eye. If I were just having this on in the background, I probably wouldn't even fucking notice any of that, you know? Because let's face it, if you're, this is the kind of movie you're going to see in the drive-in. You're not trying to watch the movie, if you know what I mean. And I think you do. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not watching movies at the drive-in. <laughs> Maybe when not you go these movies at least. Screen. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we can move on to the next 20. It's fine. All right. The next 20 starts. Uh, so the psycho dude, who's kind of like the real bastard of the whole entire crew, he goes in to get info on the license plate. Uh, this lady's there and he sneaks in and kills her. And then he leaves and pretty much lies to his boss saying, yeah, it cost me 20 bucks to get the info. But it actually did. He just he killed her. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yep. He's a murdering bastard. And, uh, yep. and he had to reassure them that uh, no murder murder took place. No, oh, yes, I've been spent 20 bucks when, you know, he didn't. That's, that's horse shit. Hey, 20 bucks is um, 20 bucks. If you got to kill somebody, just kill him. Yeah, I mean, 20 bucks is 20 bucks nowadays. Uh, the, uh, then we cut to that, uh, other, the man and the woman who are having a secret relationship and she wants to get away and run off together. Cut back to the truck guy and his family. They're at the club listening to some music. They're listening to her mom sing. After the song, the mom has an announcement and that is all next clip. I'd like to dedicate that last song to a little girl named Nancy on her sixth birthday and whom I do need very much. Just a few moments, ladies and gentlemen. We'll continue our show with the very lovely Linda Clark. Well, Beautiful. Linda, that was marvelous. How come I didn't marry you instead of this no-talent sister of yours? Oops. Hey, look at you, kid. Happy birthday, Nancy. Can I make a wish? Only a big one. I wish... I wish I could sing just like my mommy. Oh, there's a compliment. Nice. To get up for your birthday, sweetheart? Sure. It's a talking doll. Name's Christy. It's not a talking doll, honey. It's a singing doll. Play it for him, Nancy. Would you like to hear it sing? I think we all would. Ding dong, ding dong. The came to his track five miles long. Oh, ding dong. Just like your mommy, huh? <laughs> well, not quite. Honey, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what time is it? Hey, it's getting late. You better get going. Hi. Right. Hey, do you want to come help me? Sure. I'll go powder my nose. Honey, you be a good girl and stay with Dad. I'll be yeah. Anyway, I think we should let Sherlock Holmes and Dick Tracy work on that jewel robbery. Oh, he's the cop. I'm yeah, only the Come on, Sherlock. Have a little surprise for you. Come on. Bye-bye, Nancy. Bye-bye. See you later, huh? You sure knocked him dead out there. Then you always do. I'll miss them all. Oh, they'll survive. How long are you going to be gone? I don't know. Who likes to plan? Oh, that's why you're taking the bus instead of a plane? No, that was Nancy's idea. And since it's her birthday, so... Well, we take the bus. She wants to see America. Oh, no. That lot of America you can see between here and Tahoe. <laughs> All right, never mind that. Let's get back to the robbery. <clears throat> Listen, I still say those guys were amateurs. Hmm? Oh, uh, Dave, look, uh, no. They weren't amateurs. Well, what makes you think they were professionals? Dave, the, the whole operation was too smooth. It had all the earmarks of a professional's job. How can you say that? They blew it, didn't they? One of the guys got himself killed by the guard. What makes you think the guard killed him? What do you mean? Dave, listen. This fellow Travis, the gang man, uh, fellow that, that got himself killed. Yeah. Well, the officer swears that he only fired once. Now, the gun examination proved that two bullets had been fired. The second bullet entered his body after the guard was already unconscious. Now, you uh, chew on that for a while. Now, for a final show, the very lovely Linda Clark. All right. So then, uh, the wife and the daughter, they leave. They get on a bus to go to Lake Tahoe. And the, the husband, he's getting ready to leave. And the the sister-in-law and her husband asks if they want to go to drink. He goes, no, he has some work he has to get done at home. Uh, when he gets home, he's ambushed by the gang. And that is our next clip. Is this the guy? Yeah, that's him. David Jordan Clark? Yeah, so what? Nick, check the car. Bring him here. I want to talk to you, Mr. Clark. That all right with you? So talk. It seems as though a half a million dollars in jewels that belongs to me accidentally fell into the back of your truck. Return the jewels. We'll be on our way. And nobody will get hurt. The robbery. Yeah, the robbery. Oh, he's catching on. Jewels? Back of my truck? Oh, you're out of your mind. 
As a matter of fact, Mr. Clark, I'm a very sane man. We've searched your house and the truck. <laughs> Impatient might be a better word. Let me have him, Vito. I'll ask him one more time. The jewels, Clark. Look, I told you I don't have any jewels. Joe? Choose your weapons, Clark. Oh, Clark. <laughs> What's the matter, Clark? Does that hurt, huh? Did that hurt, huh? Did it really? Come on, Clark. You can take it, huh? All right, Joe. Come here. Get a load of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, uh, yeah, marina over across town. Why? You got a wife named Linda? Yeah, so what? <laughs> the club's not closed yet. All right, check the missus out, Joe. Look, she doesn't know anything of... Oh. Make it snappy. Looks like we're going to be here a while. Why don't you fix this up? Hey. Car's clean, Vito. You think I'll kill him? I don't know, Vito. Thanks, I'll into the truck. We found the guy. And here we sit. Got a reason to kill? Vito, Vito, I, I'll make it up to you. Give me some more time. There is no more time. Everybody's waiting for me. I plan this thing. If I win, or if I lose, somebody will pay. All right. So the psycho dude goes to the club. He knows the bartender, and that is our next clip. Well, hi, Joe. How'd you know I was here? Hello, Larry. I didn't. Could you do me a favor, will you? Cool it, you know? I mean, I'm going straight now, you know? Yeah, sure. You're a good boy. Hey, good boy. You drink, Joe? Yeah, bourbon on the rocks. Hey, where's the broad? The singer? I don't know, Joe. They closed out today we're on vacation. Where? I really don't know. Well, is there anybody around here who does know? You see the broad on the end of the bar, Joe? Yeah. Go down and buy a couple of drinks. She'll tell you anything you want to know. Thanks. Don't forget. What do you have? Oh, bourbon's fine. What world are you visiting? Oh, I was just thinking about what you said in the bar. About, uh, secrets? I don't like secrets. Why did you come into the bar tonight? Mm, to hear a singer. And what's she to you? Nothing. I'm just a fan. Well, you're gonna have to go pretty far to hear her sing. Because right now, she and her little girl are on a greyhound heading up north. Where the hell is that guy? I sent him out for 30 minutes. Mean she took a bus? Yeah. Where? Are you sure you're just a... a fan? Lake Tahoe. Like me? Lake Tahoe. You really do want to hear her sing, don't you? You're gonna make me jealous. Don't be. I just like her music. Okay. At this point, he turns off the lights. She starts to get a little weirded out. He gets really aggressive, and then he chokes her to death. And that's the end of that 20 minutes. He also comes out and says that he gave her 20 bucks, and that's how he gets the info. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, this guy's just loaded with $20 bills, and that's what all info costs now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so she's nice to him and he strangles her anyway. So this guy's like a serial killing psychopathic son of a bitch. Yeah, literally, he could have just, uh, and he also, like, uh, what probably caused it is he may not have killed her when he turned off the lights. Then she was like, no, no, she didn't want to, you know, have sex with him. And uh, that's what set him off for that way. He might have kept her alive if, you know, if she was feeling a different way. If she's like, yeah, let's let's get this down to business. They might have done some stuff. Or he's so violent, he probably would have just got violent during during the act and killed her. But either way, the guy's an asshole. I think he would have strangled her after they were done fucking. He just seems yeah, like that something. Kind of or like during even. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, I don't think the fucking is the part that he's interested in. It's the snuffing out of life of women that he seems to rather enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. This dude definitely has a problem with women. Yeah, he's a misogynistic, psychopathic, uh, serial killing son it, of a bitch. It seems like he has actually a problem with a lot of things. Like even men he likes to beat on because I think he likes... He has a very he's a massive uh 
inferiority complex where he's like, oh, look at the, because he even says it later on in the movie. But he's like, you know, look at these people with their nice house and their pool. Who the fuck do they think they are? That's probably his whole thing. Because he was into beating on the husband as well. So, yeah, that's all fair. Uh, this is really gritty for like 64. I think this is when this yeah. was released. That's really fucking gritty for 64, don't you think? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Really gritty. Adamson yeah. is definitely pushing that envelope. Like he doesn't have the money. He doesn't have the the acting caliber that he probably would want. But he sure as fucking pushed some grit to get his story across. That's gonna get some fucking butts into some fucking cars at the drive-in for sure. Yeah, and he fucking he, he definitely did. Jesus. And the thing that's strange about it is its implication. It's not actually yeah. shown for a lot of stuff on screen. But the way that it's portrayed, the way that it's shot, and then the way that the film stock looks with the way that he's got the color palette that he's using with all these crazy neon-y pastels everywhere, especially in this go-go club, it has this really surrealistic quality that sort of pushes it forward and it makes it feel more intense than it actually is. Like, it tricks your brain. And I hope to see this continue and also improve as we go. Because there's some films of his that I have seen that I have rather enjoyed that are on the way, for sure. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm kind of interested in where he's going to go from here because this version of the film that we've seen so far, pretty cool, man. I'm digging it. Yeah, this is not bad. A nice little noir movie. So, and they're short. It, 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 really, the end of me is the only thing that could have been worked out. But, you know, uh, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it. <laughs> yeah, let's move on to the next 20, man. All right. Well, the dude comes back with all the information and the leader sends him and the other guy who doesn't talk to go to Tahoe and grab the ladies. Well, we see the wife and the daughter get out of the bus for a quick stop and the bad guy's already there. He meets them and that is our next clip. I'm Mr. David Clark. Yes? I'm Mr. Allen of the Canyon Motel. We received a telephone call from your husband, uh, Mr. David Clark, instructing us to meet you here. He's flying in later this afternoon on plane. My husband is flying here. You surprised? Yes, I am. How did you know I was Mrs. Clark? He, uh, I was told to meet you here. He said he would explain everything when he arrived. Oh, you must be Nancy. May I get your luggage? Yes, I guess so. See Daddy tonight. This way, Mrs. Clark. We're on a very tight schedule. How far is it to the motel, Mr. Allen? Just a few more miles. Well, can we go a little slower? I told you, Mrs. Clark, we're on a very tight schedule. Mommy, look, he's the color of my dolly's skin. Can you sing like my dolly? Nah, he can't sing at all. He got his brains knocked out in the ring. Mr. Allen? Can't he talk at all? No, he can't even talk. All right, everybody out of the car. Curtis, check the luggage. Come on, get out! What is it you want? All right, Mrs. Clark, how about a few words? What is it you want? A half a million of glass. What? You've got a half a million of jewelry that belongs to us. Oh, you mean that robbery yesterday? I yes, I mean that robbery oh, yesterday. Oh, Will you take your hands off of her? Are you saying no, lady? You don't know anything about it. Well, of course I am. I don't know what you're Let's call Vito. Operator. Uh, Los Angeles, Hollywood, 29649. I'm sorry, sir. All the circuits are busy. Would you care to wait? Yeah. We've got much time. You don't listen to me, will you? Let's get out of here now. There's too much chance involved. Get out of here to where? What are you thinking? Joe's got the glass, the cops got him. Or maybe you just want out. Take it easy, will you? I'm just a little nervous. Yeah, well, so we're all a little bit nervous. Just remember this. Joe needs me to get rid of the glass. What do you think it means, Vito? Who knows? We sit. That's all. Game's going the other way. You're not out of this yet, Clark. No, I'm not. But there's a lot of pleasure in watching you sweat for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'll tell you one thing. My wife and Kit better be all right when I see them. Because if they're not, I'm going to break. Not what, Clark, huh? David! Clark, if you value your life. It's me, Peggy. David? Oh, darn it. All right, Clark, who was it? I don't know. She knew you. That's right. But to you and him and all the rest of you, I don't know anybody or anything. I tell you, Clark, you must find some satisfaction in uh, being pushed around or something. You want to waste your time? Go ahead. Your time wasted. What do you mean by that, Clark, huh? Stick around. You'll find out. You know, all they offer, Nikki's blowing air. Blowing air? Blowing air, huh? What if the girl comes back, Vito? We grab yeah, But what if she comes back with somebody? We grab them all. Oh, boy, you are dreaming dreams, Vito, and nothing but. Vito, we blew the job, and why don't you admit it? Shut up! Vito, we are never going to see those jewels. Nick, this guy spits out a couple of words, and you're ready to cut out. Nick, you're uh, right. Uh, <sighs> All right, Vito, you made your point. We'll stay. Will you two have plans? No. 
Nick! Stand. I know where Duck's here. But below, go and we can. That's a good idea. So good you made believers out of them. Look at him. Go ahead, tell him, Vito. But don't turn your back on him. Ah! All right. So uh, the guys take the lady, uh, the guy takes the uh, wife and daughter to a shack on a farm. Uh, then um, uh, in, through all this, we see um, uh, the mute guy uh, is kind of protecting the two women because Psycho Man wants to really get rough and he's not really allowing that. Um, yeah, yeah, they established that for quite a long time in the movie where the guy's yeah. like doing the no-no sign at him for a lot of stuff. And it's more or less like a psychopath should not be left alone with two helpless people and they sent the other guy just to kind of keep him in line more or less yeah more or less um so then the cop and his, the the cop brother-in-law and his wife are hanging out and that is our next book oh, perfect day to do absolutely nothing stop sounding like you're still at work mm. here here that's no way to talk you know that neither rain, nor sleet, nor snow... Shall stay my flat-footed husband from his appointed task. Right. Besides, that is for postmen, not policemen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Son of a gun. Look, J. Edgar Hoover, speaking of sleuthing, are you or are you not going to go and see if David's all right? I'm talking to you. Okay, I'll go call. I don't mean call. I mean go. You know he doesn't answer the phone when he's working. Oh, now. Well, hardly ever. Look, my dear little Miss Sherlock Holmes, I'm sure if David is working, he doesn't want to be disturbed by me. Well, it's not like him not to answer the door. And anyway, I need those dresses so I can sew them. Oh, yeah. Speaking of sewing, how about starting on that loose button on my suit? Frank, I'm serious. I'm worried about David. Oh, come on, Peggy. Have a heart. I like mean it. All right. If you insist, then you're going to nag me about it the rest of the day. I tell you what, I'll run over there in the car and rouse David from his drawing board and probably get thrown out on my ear. Well, it's just that I have a feeling that something isn't kosher. All right, sweetheart, I'll go over there. But first, a little <laughs> goodbye tenderness. Hmm? <laughs> hey, Tiger, how does it feel? Swimming pool, country club on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah, 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 I get the picture. <laughs> I'll bet you even play bridge with the girls on Thursday, huh? And I'll even bet you come home and you sleep in a big king-size bed. Well, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with living like a decent human being? I'll tell you what's wrong with it. Now you think you're something special. Well, you're not. You're just like me. And you feel good. You feel real good. You feel good, huh? David, Curtis! <laughs> God! Curtis. You think Curtis is going to save you? Curtis, oh, that's rich. Curtis with the big brown eyes trying to pucker up his lips and speak. Well, Curtis is a freak, baby. Curtis is a freak. At least he's not an animal. Later, baby. Leave my mommy alone. I'll give you my treasure. Now you take this kid inside and keep her out of my hair. All right. Then we cut back and we're back at the house and the, the couple, they're sharing a tender moment. He he says he wants to get away as well. And they kiss and Vito sees the dude kissing and he beats the shit out of the guy, uh, uh, the other guy. Um, the cops, uh, the cop row in law, he pulls up with his partner saying he's going to go check. Uh, we're back in the house for our final clip. I really want it out, Nick, but we'll see how far you get. Have a chance. You want to waste your life? Go ahead, Vito. You're losing. Losing? Look, you can have the duel, Vito. Just leave us alone. I'll leave you, both of you. Watch this clock, because you're next. Vito. Hey, Dave. Hey, where the heck are you? Dave? Dave? Dave, it's me, Frank. Easy, Clark. Dave? It's Frank. Look out. 
Dave, Dave's not here, man. Dave's not here, man. No, I'm Dave. Let me in. I got the stuff. Dave? Dave's not here, Dave's man. Dave's not here, man. <laughs> um, so, and that is the, uh, the end of that 20 minutes before we hit the final 20. Things are starting to escalate. People are starting to lose their tempers. Little this girls are this- still hiding necklaces and racist dolls that are really, really <laughs> uncomfortable to have on the film this long. Yeah, but the whole thing surrounds the fucking doll. So, sorry. <laughs> this movie feels like he got a budget to make a commercial to sell the doll and then yeah. just made an entire movie from that budget and, you know, just kept the parts that were the commercial in. That's starting to feel like what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to, I'm starting to think that that might be it. <laughs> I mean, like I would not put it past him to be able to pull something like that off. Like that just feels like the kind of swindle that this huckster would get us involved in. Yeah. Right. It does. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I got money to advertise a doll. So what are we going to do? We're going to make a movie around it. <laughs> On that budget, but only deliver the parts that they need for the commercial. Yeah, right. The rest is ours to keep, fellas. The rest is ours, and we'll do with it as we please. <laughs> we can move on to the next 20. All right. The final 20 starts. Vito and the cop uh, partner get into a fight. Um, uh, or, okay, so Vito shoots, but because the pillow hit his hand thrown by the other guy, uh, the shot doesn't even graze the bro-in-law's head, but he does, getting out of the way, hits his head. Vito then shoots Nick, but he's still alive. He's fine. He just kind of got shot in the leg. Vito, and then Vito's trying to leave. The cop partner finds him. They get into a fight. Uh, Bro-in-law starts getting up. Vito drowns the cop partner in their pool. And then Nick shoots Vito dead. And in the bushes where Vito's lying dead body, we see the case where the jewels are. So back at the shack, the psycho tries to rape the, rape the wife and she hits him in the head with a bucket. Then Curtis comes in and fights him. Mom and daughter leave uh, in the car that they came in. Although and while Psycho and Curtis fight, Psycho then is able to uh, kill Curtis and then uh, he gets out and carjacks a guy. Then we get a long car chase with scenes where this guy got carjacked, tells a cop about what happened. The husband, the brother law are talking about the situation um then uh they park their cars and the chase goes down foot now we're kind of in more in the mountains in lake tahoe area where the snow is brother-in-law has got a good lead on where they all are so they both head out there a lot of cat and mouse they're hiding then the guy hears the doll he corners them on the top of a mountain but the cop uh and husband shows up finds him a shootout ensues then the husband and the psycho fight and the husband gets knocked out and right before he can kill the husband the cop shoots the psycho. Psycho stumbles behind a a rock. He finds the doll that had dropped. He picks it up, turns around. Cop shoots him again. He falls dead. He dies while we see the doll is wrapped in in some of the jewels. And roll credits. That dummy falling down that ravine actually didn't look too bad. It was uh, better than some of the Italian film dummy yeah. deaths we've seen. And only blood you see is right in this end scene, pretty much. Yeah, but it's just enough just to kind of sell it for you, and you feel like everybody's in danger and at risk at all times. What yeah. Al Adamson yeah, is really good Yeah, they did a pretty good, good job doing, on it. Yeah, what he's really good at doing is selling menacing people, like people yeah. menacing other people. That, that level of discomfort that you get from somebody being sleazy or just gross and rapey like the psycho was being, or just strangling another human being like the cheapest way to make someone feel horror and uncomfortable is to have someone have to witness that kind of degradation and menace and that's kind of cheap to film if you get some actors that are willing to go for it and now's finding some people that are willing to go for it in this film yeah and it he really they really he really did he found yeah. some guys willing to hit it yeah and for a 60s film this is really rough man this gets really gritty for some parts and everybody has their comeuppance that's the only thing that yeah. keeps it in that era of the 60s where bad yeah. people do bad things, have bad things happen to them in the end. And, like, Yeah, they all had bad things happen to them now. Yeah. So It's like he's doing like a neon film noir and brightly yeah. pastel colored while he's doing it. That's, that's the whole feeling of this film with even more grit and sort of like that sort of 60s nihilistic vibe to it too, you know, where it, it feels like everything is just falling apart and society's collapsing in on itself, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and we're right back to it. Yeah, yeah. It's really an interesting Terrible. touchstone for 60 years to go back and watch this kind of stuff. And I'm interested in what we're going to be dealing with next. I'm more optimistic and I'm open. Um, I know there's some more Westerns in our horizon as well. Al Adamson did a ton of different shit. And uh, we're going to have to watch all of it. <laughs> Unless we run out of weeks before the end of yeah, the right. Run, whichever happens first. <laughs> That's we run out of time. Yeah. Unless the air raid sirens go off and we just kiss it all goodbye (laughs) well that's a very hopeful place to leave everybody before your story time so we're going to take the break here we're going to play the sonics with the song he's waiting in reference to the psycho that's a go go gone and when we come back we'll have matt's story time Sonics with he's waiting and that's very menacing just like that psycho that is now gone gone yeah (laughs) speaking of things that we're hoping aren't going to be menacing for too much longer let's get a story time story time story time I had some fun. Uh, this is not something that just happened, but it was recent enough to talk about. I haven't gotten a chance to talk about it yet. I finally got one of those fun times when you're confused as someone who works in a store, but you don't. And then the person just did not believe me. <laughs> Okay, that happens to me pretty frequently. So I actually have a story where I used to get confused as being a person who is a worker in the store. That happens to me a lot. So go ahead. I would like to hear the story. So uh, I was in a uh, Walmart, unfortunately. Uh, I was there. But uh, as I was going through, I just happened to hear some other two other people were talking about uh, a computer. And I was actually well aware of the brand and the type of computer they're looking at. But they're questioning something. And I just gave them a few hints on it just that's kind of my business to know those type of things and they said thanks i said no problem i just kept walking well this lady comes up to me and it's separate not part of the people who i you know talk to and she goes you know why aren't you wearing your uniform for walmart i thought she was joking at first and i laughed and uh, i go right she goes no seriously why aren't you wearing uniform i go oh i don't actually work for walmart i i was just helping them because i know about this particular machine and she proceeds to tear into me for five minutes. And I literally just stood there going, this is really good. And I was wearing my sunglasses. Uh, just I just didn't take them off. And she's like, you're wearing sunglasses. You're being disrespectful to me. And I'm like, well, I mean, everything's fine. And then she literally goes, take those off. And she reached to touch my face. Holy I almost hit shit. Her. Right? I almost hit her. I almost popped her. Fucking, I almost sent a 50-year-old woman right down the ground because she reached to touch my fucking face and take off my sunglasses. And in a sense... I slapped her hand away and I said, don't you dare fucking touch me. And then she goes, you just use that kind of language. And I go, I don't fucking work here. Leave me the fuck alone. And I yelled it in a very, I can get loud. I have a force of nature. And I yelled it to the point where an employee came up and the lady goes, this employee is not wearing your uniform, wearing sunglasses. He's cursing and yelling at me. And the employee goes, ma'am, he's not an employee here. He's a customer. And she goes, she goes, no, he's not. And she wouldn't believe that guy because she thought that guy was covering for me. (laughs) What a fucking psychopath. At this point, I go, I am just going to go ahead and remove myself from this. Uh, I've had enough. The the novelty wore off the minute she tried to touch me. So I just 
just like, I'm out of here. And I started walking away. And then I was wearing a hoodie. She grabbed the back of my hoodie. What the fuck is wrong with this woman? I don't know, but I think it's because somebody somewhere told her every opinion and thought she has matters and has merit. And they don't, you know, that or someone didn't, you know, she wasn't bullied enough in school or something. Uh, So she grabs my hoodie and that is what I turn really fast. Now I'm a big dude. She was not that big. And I turned fast and I whipped her right into a stand of stuff. The stuff fell down. And finally, another guy comes up and he goes, and this is another customer. And he goes, lady, stop touching people. And apparently she did it to him. She grabbed at him too. She grabbed at him. Not that she didn't think he worked there. He's like, yeah, no, she didn't say that. But I was looking at something and she literally pushed me to get me to move. And finally, yeah. So then, then by this time, now she's yelling because she's saying I, I threw her to the ground when I didn't. Yeah, she had a hold and of ever, you and you just turned around to get yeah. like let go. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was like shocked that someone grabbed me. I have a very I, I just don't like being touched. I really don't. No one don't should like have to worry me. about whether or not anyone's going to be laying hands on them in public. That is assault. Yeah. A single I, touch, no, just poke of the finger is assault. Number one, I don't like being touched in general unless it's by like my loved ones. You know, that's fine. When And then more add to that, I really I really don't want to be touched in a Walmart. All right. Sorry. I just don't. So I had some real fucking issues and my heart's pumping now. And now I'm like, you know, I'm, am I going to get into some trouble here? Because she's going to say some shit. And finally, enough people came up. They're like, no, no, this is what happens. And finally, so then a manager got her up and said, yeah, you got to leave. And it, she kept ranting and raving. It took six people to get her out. Jesus Christ. Like a full fledged yeah. fucking now, meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. And she luckily she left without cops getting involved because I'm like, I really don't want to have to sit here and give some sort of fucking statement to a fucking cop you know over this shit but yeah that, that was fun that was that happened, uh, that happened a few weeks ago and i've just been holding on to that one <laughs> trying to find a way to fit that one in there jesus that Christ. is not the only time there was a time to piggyback off that this is during covid so everyone was wearing masks like the height of covid right. i was in a grocery store again had my sunglasses on i just usually don't take them off if i'm running into a store and uh i i tend to lose things um so i keep things on my face when i have it and i had a face mask on this woman during COVID literally tried to grab my sunglasses off my face saying that it made her feel uncomfortable. I didn't know who this person was. I never even said a word. I was looking at uh, pork butts and she came out of nowhere and tried to grab my sunglasses saying I made her feel uncomfortable. I'm like, people better uh, keep fucking around. If people are going to find out, don't fucking touch me. (laughs) Well, anybody, because that is assault. That's how it works. If you put a finger on someone, if you touch them, it is a low level version of assault, but it's assault. Mm -hmm. Pushing a camera out of your way, like if a cameraman is on the street just filming something and you push a yeah. camera out of the way, that is actually a, an offense. That's an assault that you can be yeah. charged for. It's not as big as like an aggravated assault and the more serious versions of assault. But once you lay hands on someone, even a finger that is unwanted, that non-welcomed in any way, shape or form, that is a chargeable offense as assault. They can file that charges one. for that. Yeah. And that time I almost got into a fight with her husband because I go, don't fucking touch me. And, and she goes, she recoiled back a bit. And then her fucking husband, Johnny come lately comes up to me and was like, don't fucking talk like that to my wife. And I'm like, tell your wife to keep a fucking hands to herself. It is not that difficult to do. Yeah. yeah. See, it, I, it, 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 it's not. Guess what? I've never touched a fucking stranger in my life unless I turned and accidentally bumped into somebody. And then I go, oh, I'm so sorry. And they usually go, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, because, you know, it's Midwest nice where you you get bumped into and you apologize. Um <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm sorry, man. That, that, that dumb me. Sorry about that." And then, oh yeah, but no, but I've never touched anybody in public, never, because <laughs> I, I don't fucking want to touch people in public. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. That's insane, man. Yeah, see, yeah. All, all of my stories for people confusing me for working in stores just involve me hanging out in record shops in my twenties. So, <laughs> well, yeah, and you're pretty knowledgeable then. So yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Nothing quite as advantageous as Matt got into a fight with a fifty year old Karen. Yeah, right. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ. Who apparently decided to fight six other people on her way out of a Walmart. Yeah. Like, is your husband here so I could beat him up? I, I know how that sounds, but I need, I feel like I have violence to give and I don't, I just, I don't, I'm not comfortable with this. So do you have a husband here who I can beat the shit out of? Well, with that very toxic masculine attitude, we're going to go ahead and play the show house. 
housekeeping to close out this show. When we come back, we'll have the song Dirty Robber from the Whalers right after this. If you've decided you can't get enough of the show and would like to check out more of it, we're available at legionpodcast.com. Just do a quick search for Cinema PsyOps or just enter this entire URL into your browser, www.legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. Also available along with all of the fellow Legionnaires on the Legion Discord chat. And now let's give you a rundown of the memes and how you're going to get them through Cinema PsyOps. The easiest place to go is to subscribe to our Instagram feed, which is our main meme repository at cinema underscore psyops or you could also follow the facebook page of cinema psyops because they are immediately posted there after they get posted to the instagram repository and you can also check out the facebook group of cinema psyops and the memes are shared there i am available on facebook as court psyops because the memes are also shared there as well thanks for listening to the show i still can't believe that you're subscribed to us or here every week just like us certainly a lot of dirty robbers in this movie that's for sure there were there were yeah (laughs) oh what a cast and crew of just violent vile awful people and then a story about more violent vile awful people acted pretty well i mean the fact that we think they're so vile and these people are just actors (laughs) yeah yeah i'm 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 gaining a little bit of hope in the future that this carny trick will continue to trick us and we're going to find things that we will enjoy and we're going to end up really liking this uh box set and uh, eating our words yeah right same same <laughs> well while you're out there hoping that this experiment will turn out just right for everybody that gets to listen to it kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch while you enjoy social distortion with the song machine gun blues Get fucked with a horse. 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 Jumped right into horse fucking. Your bloodshed boner lasts more than four hours. See it done. Watching ladies cut dudes into shreds is a thing I'm into. I saw it. I mean, I like dick. Fuck me! Fuck me! Fuck him! Fuck him! Fuck me! I'm determined to have your brain. Who is that guy? It's only a movie. It's only a movie. It's only a movie. I hate it! It's Sunday's my birthday, and I don't want to go to a mental hospital. Time for incoming, coming, incoming mail! Hello? Hello. Oh, hey. <laughs> I was just listening.
<laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I, I was thinking, well, I want to listen to something that I'm going to enjoy. So I picked Black Sabbath, right? And I was like, well, yeah. then I saw you on there and I'm like, oh, he's just going to sit here and fucking listen to Black Sabbath. He doesn't want to record <laughs> yeah. any more than I do right now. I, 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 but you, listen, you play, I'm a simple man. You play Black Sabbath and I'm just going to listen to it. I mean, that's fair. You absolutely should just sit there and listen to it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I appreciate yeah. you not interrupting it. That's that's great. But we do have to get this show done because people do expect uh, uh, us to make shows. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I'm, 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 I'm here. I'm here. I'm talking. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, <clears throat> let me uh, get a couple hits in and uh, play the theme for just a minute. Yeah. Hells to the end. Oh, I tried to cut out as maybe much of the racist doll shit as I could. Well, maybe you yeah, don't realize this, but it's a best. wonder. That's still too much somehow, but I don't know if I can cut any more of that out. We had the junket. <laughs> Even Curtis's friend Travis got killed. Yeah. I mean, luckily, it doesn't say anything overtly racist. It doesn't have, like, some overdone, you know, racist voice. It's a casual racist thing because it's a minstrel doll, dude. It's, it's like, oh, it's just, it's, oh, yeah, you see it, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At least the singing. Yeah. Okay. That's. I mean, fair. it wasn't. At least it's normal singing. It's not like this, like really racist trope type singing. You know what I mean? It's pretty fucking close, but the doll makes it so much worse. It's just bad. It's just so yeah. wrong. See, yeah, the the the, the sound is still isn't bad. It's the it's everything else. Well, and he still says minstrel doll too, so you know what yeah. it is, and it's fucking wrong. But it's 1964. I honestly don't think that anybody would have thought that that was such a bad thing, you know? No, they did, they wouldn't have. That's what's terrible. I probably would have thought that was really progressive that they the they gave their white daughter a black doll and she loved it. Oh, mm, that was over 60 years ago, you know? Yeah, this is our longest clip. Uh, I think it was like yeah. eight or nine minutes, and I cut it down to like five. Minutes. that this experiment will turn out just right for everybody that gets to listen to it. Kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch while you enjoy Social Distortion with the song Machine Gun Blues. Wow. Yeah, that fits too for those fucking filthy, dirty, murdering, bastard robbers. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Fuck it. We're done. All right. Recording stopped.